Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're working our way through the Word of God. We're studying the Bible. Our goal is to follow Christ. We're working our way right now through 1 John. This is a letter that the Apostle John wrote to a group of churches in the area of Ephesus late in the first century. We're in episode 15, and we are looking at 1 John chapter 2, verses 22 and 23. So let's read the passage together. Who is the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. John's been talking about the whole challenge of truth. There are a group of people who are teaching falsehoods about Jesus. They're saying that Jesus really wasn't himself the Christ. He was born just a man. And at his baptism, the Christ spirit descended upon him. Then Jesus, as the Christ, performed all the miracles, did the ministry of Christ. But then at his crucifixion, the Christ spirit left him. So just the man, Jesus, died on the cross. This is absolutely in error. This is wrong. This is not the truth. And John's been hammering this idea of the truth. If you're spouting these kinds of things, you're not speaking the truth. How do you know the truth? You know the truth because God has given us the truth. God has revealed the truth. The truth actually came in a person. Jesus Christ is the truth. And he spoke truth. He lived truth. And the Holy Spirit guides us in truth. The Holy Spirit oversaw the writing of the Bible and assists us as we read the Bible into understanding the Bible. So God is the source of truth, where these people who are teaching these wrong things, they are the source of what they are teaching. So John has has used some words here about lying, if you say you're following Christ, but you're not really following Christ, well, you're deceiving yourself. If you say you're not a sinner, well, then you're calling God a liar. Then he spoke about the Antichrists, those who are opposing Christ, those who were a part of the church, but have now separated from the church and are teaching things that are very contrary to the clear teachings of Jesus. So he says, well, who's the liar now? It's the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. He goes on and says, no one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. So all this together, what do we make of this? You cannot have a relationship with God, the Father, other than through Jesus, the Son. Jesus Christ is the only way to have a relationship with God. That's the clear message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is we're separated from God because of sin. Sin brings eternal separation from God. Sin carries a death penalty. But that's why Jesus died on the cross. He took that death penalty on himself and because of what he did makes possible forgiveness of sin, which is the only solution to sin. The only way to be reconciled to God is to be forgiven. And that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. When we confess our sin and in faith of what Jesus did on the cross, ask God to forgive us, he does forgive us. 
forgives us of sin, and adopts us as his children. Jesus Christ is the only way to be reconciled with God. So John's hammering that. He says, without God the Son, you have nothing to do with God the Father. And this challenge of the Antichrist, he says, what their core issue is, is that they deny Jesus is the Christ. So they have that weird relationship where the Christ spirit came upon Jesus the man. And John's saying, no, no, that's not right. Jesus is the Christ. The Christ is the anointed one. The anointed one of God, sent from God to us to be the leader, the king of God's people, to be the savior. So Jesus is the Christ. He, he didn't just hang out with the Christ spirit for a while. And to deny that is to deny everything about reconciliation with God. And you can't be reconciled with God and deny that. And this term of antichrist, that's not just for anyone. He's not saying this about just people who don't believe, people who resist the gospel, people who say, no, I don't believe in what you're saying. The term antichrist he's using for those who are actively opposing the gospel. Specifically, those who were part of the church and are now actively opposing the gospel. This is who he refers to as the Antichrist. So what's the lesson for us today? Do we still have Antichrist? Well, the simple answer is yes. We have people who are actively opposing the gospel, people who were part of the church, people who have been involved in a variety of ways in Christianity, even Christian leaders, people who've been very powerful teachers, but then they've drifted and they're now teaching using their, using their name, using their prominence to teach something very foreign. We don't generally call them antichrist and the point is not the term. The point is the truth. Where do we know truth? Truth comes from God. And God has revealed his truth through his word, through the Bible. And the Holy Spirit guides us as we read the Bible and helps us to uh, understand that truth, to assimilate that truth in, into our lives. So at what point do we draw a line? Well, this has been a, a subject of, of debate over a long time. Uh, there's a, a quote that's often attributed to Augustine, but uh, I don't really, we don't really know for sure who originated it, but it's the, the idea that in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. The point being that there's certain things we can't negotiate. Certain things that are essential to the faith. These are the things who Jesus is. What Jesus did what Jesus said. These are the essentials that must remain intact to be considered Christian. To deviate from these is to abandon the faith. And these things, we must be unified. We must remain together on the essentials. So on essentials, unity. On non-essentials, liberty. We may not agree on some things. Some of them are important things. But we wouldn't say you are not a fellow believer in Christ because of this. Now, how does this play out in, in real life? 
Well, there are certain things that if you deviate from these essentials, we would say you are not Christian. You are not a follower of Christ, and, and the group you are part of is not following Christ. These would be the things that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is without sin. Jesus is the Savior. These are essentials. And we don't necessarily always agree on what are the essentials, but things that I would put as essentials is the reliability of the Bible, that the Bible is our source of truth. And that you deviate from these, you're, you're not in the, the Christian camp anymore. Now, there's non-essentials. Many of them are important and, and things we don't just uh, throw away, but we wouldn't say you're not Christian. For instance, the idea of baptism. Our tradition is uh, we only baptize believers, people who come to faith. There are many Christian traditions who baptize infants. I don't agree with them, but I'm not going to say they're not Christians. Presbyterians baptize infants. Many flavors of Christianity baptize infants. I think they're mistaken, but I'm not going to say they're not Christian. And we wouldn't be comfortable going to the same church together because this is such an important issue that we would be at odds with one another. But we can agree love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, but disagree on this particular understanding of, of baptism or Lord's Supper or church organization to where we're not going to want to be in the same church together, but we're not going to deny that each other is a lover of God and a follower of Christ. Then there's other things that, in all things charity, things that don't rise to that level of we're, we're not even going to be comfortable in the same church together. We can disagree on it. And those would be things such as understanding of the end times, whether you're a pre-millennial, pre-trib, post-trib, pan-millennial, whatever. The, now, some churches would say those are important enough that you're not going to be comfortable in our church if you don't agree with us. But many churches say, you know, that's, that's up to the individual. And we can still go to a church together and disagree on these things. Which Bible translation do you like? Uh, these are the, the tertiary, the, the third level things that uh, we, can, we can be in the same church together. We can hang out together. We can be in the same small group together. But disagree about these items. The issues that John is dealing with are that first order level of disagreement. The things that deviate from what we would call Christian. To deny who Christ is, to deny what Christ did, to deny what Christ said, these put us outside the boundary of, of what would be called Christian. You cannot be a follower of Christ if your understanding of who Christ is is not the biblical understanding of Christ or what Jesus did. Where do we see that kind of stuff today? Where we see it today are, are people denying that the resurrection is what's so important, or even the crucifixion. People who would say, well, Jesus just came to show us what living a life following God looks like. Now, he was executed on a cross, but that was 
you know, because he was a troublemaker. And he was really there to, to liberate us from the, the bounds of tyrannical government to, to show us a better way. And so if you deny the power of what Jesus did on the cross, well, you're denying the mission that Jesus clearly was about revealed in the Gospels, that Jesus said he was here, that he was here to die as a ransom for many, that he would rise on the third day. The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus are the central points of our salvation. So to deny those things, to deny that our salvation is through faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross, but to say, well, we just want to follow Jesus because he was a great teacher or a moral guy and showed us how to follow God. You're outside the boundary of what it means to be Christian. Those are the kind of things we see today. People want to just have the Christ consciousness. People who want to uh, will turn even the whole idea of God into just something similar to the force of Star Wars. It's just the positive force. And yeah, we, we love Jesus, but to deny that the uh, essentials of his death, burial, and resurrection is to deny everything about Christianity. And if somebody was part of the church, say a, a great teacher, a great theologian, and they just drifted into this weirdness and are teaching that, the, the term that John uses, antichrist, would be applicable here. It's not necessary for us, but what it shows is the the danger of those who slip into error. This is why we have to hold to fast to the truth, to raise up the people in the church, help them cling to the truth, understand the truth, understand the essentials and why the essentials are essentials. To deviate from the essentials is to go into an area that is danger because it's leading people away from salvation leading people away from being followers of Christ. So the challenge for us would be to understand the essentials, to teach the essentials, to make sure our children, our grandchildren, our fellow followers of Christ know the essentials and hold fast to those essentials lest we lose the next generation to the modern-day Antichrist. Thanks for joining me. Join me next time as we continue studying 1 John, learning how to be followers of Christ.